Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the On The Box podcast, a television show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. And this week we are covering, well, many of the critics call it, and I've read articles stating this is one of the best shows ever made, ever. Obviously very subjective, but someone to agree with that I have the regular. You might as well be my partner in crime on this show right now, Mr. Joey Connors. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good, Gags. Yourself? I am hot. Hot. <laughs> Tandoori chicken. I'm using that joke so much. Instead of tandem, just call me tandoori. That is that's how hot I am. I am boiling hot in this heat wave in the UK. This city, Wolverhampton, has never been hotter than this. But anyway, let's talk about a hot, hot show. It only just finished recently, this month, in fact. Um, it's completed now fully, so probably a good time to cover it. It's, we're talking about the leftovers. Um, how do we start with this? Because this is one, I, I reckon if we had K on this, it, it, you know, like when we did Stranger Things, this would be perfect for the three of us <laughs> to cover. Yeah, this, he would this, go into show, the shit stuff. Yeah, like, this, as this show nuts. would basically be, yeah, it would basically, this is like him and I's um, show that we do on WhatsApp every day. Um, we dig deep into different topics. But yeah, basically, I actually asked him, um, if he wanted to be on this pod, he started watching the show and then I guess forgot about it. So he is going back to it, but it's, it's, it's going to take him a while. So oh, it but that's time. a great job. Your part. Time. You know, at the end of the day, right, this show, have you, let's go straight into, cause you know what guys, there's no point in us having, okay. You know what we will do just in case you haven't seen it, right? Let's do a quick five minute spoiler free section. And we'll do some quick numbers as well. We won't take too long on this, but Joey, have you ever seen anything like this before? Because obviously it has the guy who made this is uh, Damon Lindelof, right? And he was obviously behind Lost. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, there are real big parallels. I think you can say the comparisons in terms of the way it's made. The music is paramount in terms of, you know, when it gets to those 
Lost and music, and we're going to go into this when we do Lost. You must agree the music was massive. It was one of the first shows that used all those uh, built-up tension with music, you know, like really, really well. And I think they bought that into Leftovers as well. Yeah, I totally agree. That was the. I, I thought about this question for a while. I went back on all the TV that I ever watched in my life, and Lost was literally the only show I could come up with. And and in reality, it's the mystery part of it, um, like you just said, the musical part of it, and the spiritual part of it are really the only things that would parallel Lost. Because Lost, this this show for Daniel Lindelof, I believe, he'll never admit it, but this show made up for Lost's ending is how I looked at it. A lot of people were unhappy with the way Lost ended. I don't think he answered enough in Lost. And this show, I think he did. I think it perfect three seasons. Um, it didn't need to be any more, no less. It was literally the perfect ending, in my opinion. And like you said, there's already people saying that this could be the greatest show ever. Now, there's a lot of people who didn't stick with it. Um, and I feel sorry for you all, but I certainly understand why you didn't. Because it, it is very confusing from time to time, especially in season one. Yeah, and also, there's there's actually hard evidence that people did leave this show. And I'll go into the numbers right now in terms of like great, great, like little nice little segue there, mate. Joey, um, <laughs> you're perfect. Um, let's just do the first ones. IMDb, 8.2. Rotten Tomatoes average 90% over the three seasons. The final season got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That is huge. The last episode got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it just tells you how the ending went to this one, how big it was. The In terms of averages for the... Um, the the, the season you can see the decline it's one and a half 1.6 million viewers as average um in the first season the second season is more than a 50 percent drop to 0.7 million um per show in the second season the third season has a bit of a bump back up um 0.86 million uh, the finale was 1 million uh, viewers and that was the first time since the first season the finale of the first season that they got back to uh, one million viewers so you could see the build coming but i i think right these numbers they're all from like cable tv websites and stuff like that online um overall over the full season over the three seasons 1.07 is the average million viewers per episode however joey i think that viewing um, habits have changed in the US and I don't think they count like the cable TVs don't count like Hulu and Amazon Prime because I think this show was also simulcast on, on stuff like that as well and um, and it was on obviously the HBO website so I don't think they I don't think they count those do they and I think no, in, in that not. time the they HBO don't. website has really because remember HBO is huge and they have their own offering of loads and loads of shows so you'll know more than me about this but they have their own online like a netflix like a like a like a streaming service right they do they so absolutely I, so do I and they don't count the streaming services like that yeah. exactly so i reckon that's where the, the loss went but anyway enough about that that's the numbers behind it my point of view on the show totally agree with you joey i think there's there's a lot of mystique around this there's a lot of mystique around it and um there's there's something similar uh not not <laughs> How can I put it? Um, the second season felt a little bit like Wayward Pines at times. I don't know if you've seen Wayward Pines, but um, there was... Uh, not the whole thing, just a few episodes. 
Yeah, so Wayward Pines second season, it's, it's, it's more like you kind of find out what's happening. I, I want to do a show on Wayward Pines. I think I need to do on that because he likes it too. So, but it's kind of like a segregated, like season two of this show as well. They're all, it's just like a shut off area, isn't it? So it's their own world. So what we'll, we'll get there in a sec, but I think there were some similarities in there. But Lost is the biggest one. Um, mystique, music, the whole works, really good acting as well. Let's not forget, um, if you want to watch this show, the the cast is fantastic. They are Yo, yeah. really, really... Justin Theroux is, is fucking brilliant in this. He yeah, is, Justin, oh, Justin Theroux is Kevin Garvey... Um, you know, I didn't even really know who he was. I know, I, I knew that he was married to Jennifer Aniston, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes him famous. But you he, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't even know who he was, but he is just—he is. If he's not the best character, he for me, he's the second best in this. Um, he is literally just a guy trying to maintain some normality in his life. Because yeah. his, his he goes through so much yeah. insanity. Yeah, it's, it's, he is maybe insane. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a minute. But then the only other person I knew, obviously Liv Tyler is huge, as in in the past, you know, mm-hmm. what she's done. But then the other one was Christopher Eccleston, really, that I knew of because, of, you know, he's from the UK. So, well, he's done stuff here as well. So that, that, that type of stuff. So I just... Um, yeah, apart from that though, I I don't I didn't know much of the cast. I don't know if you did. I mean, they they pop up here and there, but none of them were major stars, you know. No, not really. I I have heard of Carrie Coon who played Nora, who was marvelous in this. But like you said, oh, wow, yeah. uh, Liv 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 Tyler, most people have heard of his famous dad, Steve Tyler, was very good. But the rest of them, yeah, you're right. I mean, I've seen them. Yeah, um, but you don't know about well, them, do you? Well, the only other big one I would say is because she's been in a lot. But she really wasn't in this show a lot, only in season two, which was Regina King, who played Erica Murphy. Yeah. Um, she wasn't yeah, in that, it at all, really. I didn't, I didn't think there was much of a presence from her at all, really. Nothing that I could yeah, take away. Well, she, Nothing that I could take away with a meat, you know? Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, she ended up being not really I, – I, I don't want to say relevant. She was relevant to season two, but the overall story, she wasn't relevant. For the ladies that are listening, uh, Justin Theroux – Basically, his abs are one of the focuses of the show. Okay, so if you really, yes, very much. If so. you really do want some, you know, normally uh, women are objectified, right? <laughs> this one, he is objectified properly, <laughs> massively. Don't you think? I, I actually, I noticed it. It's like, wow, this guy is just always taking his shirt off, man, all the time. They have really focused on his physique haven't they in this but um anyway yeah, that he was naked for a lot of the time he was too, if you remember yeah, well there's scenes where he's proper yeah it's a I lot mean, of people very naked yeah <laughs> yeah it's good it's got a bit of everything hasn't it so if you're looking for something that's got everything if you're looking for something that's going to make you think about a show that you can't not watch you've got to be your phone's got to be switched off okay you know what a lot of people watch television nowadays on Twitter, whilst they're on Twitter, no, you can't do that for this one. You really can't. No, definitely you not. Put the phone no, you down. Miss- you go and listen. You go and listen to every single fucking, you know, dialogue because it's it's worth it. It really is worth it, honestly, because things pop up. And I mean, I won't be able to roll them off the tongue right now, but there is so much that happens that you'll be like, oh god, yeah, I remember that and and stuff like that. Anyway, 
that's the end of the quick spoiler-free section. I, if you, and I know a lot of people listen to the show that don't actually watch some of the shows and watch it after. But this would be the best point to go. You don't want this show spoiled. Honestly, it, there's no point in watching it after we've spoiled it. At all. Yeah, I agree. And Joey, Joey told me to watch this show, and I did, because he was going on about it. And we have a similar taste. Some of the stuff we don't watch the same, but majority of sci-fi type, because I would put this into supernaturally sci-fi type of stuff. And not Absolutely. scary, not scary people, not horror, by the way. So don't be put off by that. Uh, I And I said, okay, I'll do it. But he didn't spoil even one bit. And that was the key. I needed to watch it with a clean mind and make my own, you know, uh, opinion about it. So anyway, if you're going to leave, leave now. Right. So let's go. Let's talk about some performances first before we go into story. And we're really not going to, we, we've changed how we do things here. Remember Stranger Things and the OA, we went through the fucking narration of the story. I think we should stop that. I think we should talk about the show itself and um, spoil I things agree. as we go along. So favorite actors and um well, actors nowadays are, are female also. We shouldn't say actresses anymore. So, <laughs> and maybe favorite scenes and seasons even, if you want to go there. So who was – it's hard to pick a favorite in this show, but who was the standout for you then, Joey, and why? I, I would say and, – and it's a hard choice. It's a toss-up. And there's like you said, there's a lot of good acting. But most people would say Justin Thoreau. I'm saying Carrie Coon as his girlfriend, Nora Durst. She ends up being his girlfriend. Um, she was just amazing. All the stuff that she went through. So there's a part. So the basis of the show was essentially, I can say this now, right? Say whatever you want, buddy. Okay. So basically, 2% of the world's population disappears. And they don't really tell you. It's not the point of the show. But she loses her husband, son, and daughter. And it's called the sudden departure. Um, so she has nothing. And, uh, you know, it happens to a lot of people, but her acting in this show is just incredible through every season. When she's introduced, she's a big part in season two when they moved to Miracle, Texas, which is a real place, by the way. And it's awesome. Um, and season three, I think I, 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 I can't remember a time I've seen. And I just say this with not lightly at all. I don't remember a time that I've seen any actor perform that well in a TV series. She's that good, in my opinion. Wow, that's a, that's a statement. Now, before I just talk about Nora and um, Carrie Coon, the, the start of this show, the first few scenes, has you know her arguing, obviously, with her kids and her husband, and then she turns around and, uh, you know, basically just, it, it, they all disappear. There's scenes where there's a woman um, driving... And uh, with a car, with a baby in the back of the car, and you know, the baby disappears. How the hell? You know, it just—they basically try and tug at your heartstrings, loads. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just think uh, so. So they really try and put the emphasis on that. And um, when you find out what what Kevin was doing, Justin Theroux was doing when he, why he's affected. It's bloody crazy as well. So there's loads of, we'll get to his story in a minute, but coming back to Carrie and uh, let's call it, let's talk about her, 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 her name in the show, Nora, Nora Durst. I, I think you, you have a point. She, they had to put across that she went through the hardest 
thing. I mean, losing a, a family member to the departed is is hard for anybody, and you shouldn't compare. But losing the entire family, losing one person, is different to losing everybody. And she lost everybody, and the way she then goes through, and I I find this show isn't. And I'm, I, we're allowed to spoil now. A lot of people, when you watch this show, and I was looking for the answer, where have they gone? Where have the departed gone? But really, the show was about what happens next. What? Yep. How do they survive? How do they, you know, move on? And the moving on was the hard bit. We've talked about the moving on stages in other shows like um, um, 13 Reasons Why. You know, it's a similar concept into someone's taken away from you without any closure. You don't know why, what, where, and how do you move on from that? And that's the questions that these characters have to portray on the screen. And they, she is magnificent because she's trying to kill herself, but she doesn't want to die. She wants to feel like she's killing herself. The scene where she hires a prostitute and then tells her oh, to shoot yeah. her when she puts on the, 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 the bulletproof vest. And the, the prostitute's like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm paid to have sex or do stuff, but not to shoot people. And she takes out a wad of cash out of a drawer and, uh, and, and, and hands it over to her and she shoots. No, she doesn't do it, does she? She runs off no, at the end. She, she does. And it's just like, and she's, there's a bed in her living room ready for her to fall onto. So she's constantly trying to kill herself, but not, do you get me? Not kill herself. I, I don't know. Feel the pain. And that's you know what, what it is. And that's you know a nail on head right there. She needs to feel real again. That's that's the. But, that's what they don't have. Can I put something to you now, Joey? That makes this really interesting is that she is constantly wanting to die. On the other hand, Kevin is constantly dying and coming yep. back. And then when they're merged, I find that friction there. That I mean, she's left that behind in the end. Obviously, but they, it's really, really clever how they put that together, I thought. And they, they had a total opposite in terms of what was going on in their lives, you know, battling different things. I mean, Nora, let's talk about her story. She then goes and meets this um, Wayne guy. Do you want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Because Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. <laughs> and I just, I just think, was that real? Because... I don't know. I, I, I don't think it was. I think what they do with his son, what's his son's name? Um, uh, he, oh, damn it. Tom Garvey. Tom. So Tom tries to become Holy Wayne, right? And they, it's just a foe. It's all, it's all fake. And well, that, well, that's the thing. It's, 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 so, it's questioning people's, like they throw Christianity into it big time. And Matt, who is Nora's brother, believes that the rapture is going to come. He wholeheartedly believes that Kevin is Jesus Christ um, because he keeps dying and coming back. And that's not the point that they were trying to get across the whole time. And he finally realizes that at the end. But, you know, he has a wife, Mary, who, you know, was basically what mute couldn't do anything and then has this awakening. And then she's a normal person and then leaves him. In season three, because she thinks he's crazy. So, you know, the, again, the show is the show is sort of difficult to understand. 
But the hardest thing about this show is to truly explain it to somebody unless you've actually seen it. I agree. I think the faith aspect is massive in this. It's all about belief. What do you believe in? And you know what? Can your belief power you through life? And in season three, that's the main theme. But season one is is how do they move on? Okay, so mm-hmm. each season is a different phase of these people's lives that we're being told about. And and obviously, a lot of them, how are they affected? Nora Durst is affected in a in, in psychological way. She's mended by meeting Holy Wayne. Kind of mended. Not 100%, but she kind of moves on. You can see a massive difference in the way her makeup is done before yeah. Holy Wayne and after, and also in her attitude, in her attitude before Holy Wayne, when she hugs him, she is absolutely awful to people. Awful. Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck the world. She is, and then, all of a sudden, she's handing people drinks, she's opening doors, she's really nice, you know, when she's going to work. She's got a, 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 a bounce in her step, you know? She's dressing yeah, nicely. That, that weight has been Oh my goodness. Brilliantly done, wasn't yeah. it? Really yeah, oh yeah. visible. Now, the difference is there's there's a whole little cult at the same time that is just following her. The guilty remnant. <laughs> so let's talk about this is an important part of the show because even when it's gone, and we'll talk about it when it's gone, even when it's gone, Joey, the guilty remnant is a massive part of Kevin because he at one point is the president you know in his uh, well, we'll get to it but yeah, he's, yeah. he's in the guilty <laughs> remnant but anyway we'll get there but what is in your view what was the guilty guilty remnant's role and what were they actually doing because it was like a cult they were white so I'll just do it over the I'll, I'll explain what they were doing and then Joey can give his explanation on what he thinks the whole purpose of it was they were always wearing white they weren't speaking they were basically targeting people and they would go into houses, nick photographs, trying to make you know people forget who you know people that are left, just stuff like that. So, what what was the purpose of all that? What were they doing? Well, first of all, I wanted to say, do you remember what they did to Nora, which was just awful when they put the mannequins in the house and, and like as their as their houses, but hers, the yes. mannequins are disgusting. They put mannequins, which was just absolutely awful. And the, the whole point disgusting. for people who are listening was to, they were put, she put, they put mannequins in the house to replace her lost ones. So they wore white to set themselves apart. Again, this goes back to, they travel in same sex pairs to remind themselves that their God is watching. They are a cult. That's what they were. And they would literally just, they would follow people around and smoke cigarettes all the time. Their big thing was they couldn't speak. Everything was written down. They smoke cigarettes, but they're not actually Christians. They just are living reminders of God's power, which is, that's what they thought they were. Um, they were called the guilty, guilty remnant. So basically the leader of the guilty remnant is Liv Tyler's character, um, who is Meg, Meg Abbott. And she was a woman about to get married, and then she just becomes the target of the guilty remnant, which is crazy. And they basically just grow and grow and grow. And in season three, this is where it's a little weird. So they're a big part of the show, like you said. And then they basically get blown up by the government. Like they literally get attacked like they're ISIS um, because – 
they show Liv Tyler, what, what appears to be Liv Tyler and um, all of her other guilty remnant assholes get blown up by missiles. So Evie, Evie, the key character in season two. Well, yes, one of the that's, key, so uh, the that's John and yeah, yeah, John and um, Regina King's character, Erica's um, daughter, who out of the blue becomes. They don't explain why. Um, she, for all intents and purposes, had a good relationship with her mom and dad and her brother. And then she just disappears one night in season two, and then she comes back as part of the guilty remnant. So, again, it Great back, twist. It, Great twist, by the way, wasn't it? Because and it was. And, and the be- big part of it is that they never really explained it, which mm. was like, okay, like, well, what's going on right now? Yeah, because everybody thought that bas- – just to set this up, what happened was at the time when the, the, big, the big mystery and um, – of season two was Kevin's losing his mind. He's still having, uh, he's still sleepwalking and not knowing what the fuck he's doing when he's sleepwalking, who he's talking to, who he's mixing with, which is one, one of the big st- things that was happening in season one, but it's got worse. He's now, um, basically, well, don't forget Patty. Don't forget Patty. We'll go either. back to Patty as well. Yeah. In the, in, in the second one, he's trying to kill himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to drown himself and something's happened. And, um, the, the, the lake or whatever it was that he was trying to kill himself in has been, uh, there's been an earthquake and sucked it dry. So he's been yes. saved. At the same time, though, as he's doing that, these three girls, Evie, uh, who's the daughter of his neighbor of, of the new place where he's walked in, uh, started living now, and her two friends have disappeared that night in the same place, uh, and they've walked off. And basically, they've just disappeared from the car. Everybody thinks, that earthquake, the, the lake going, all that is another departure, okay? But what happens is it turns out that she's actually just been recruited or she's gone over to the Guilty Remnant because it doesn't look like she's being held in, you know, like, you know, kidnapped. It didn't seem it no, at all. It was like she's just at all. handed herself over. And the whole part, the whole thing of season two was who the hell has killed Evie and the two mm-hmm. girls. And everyone thinks it's, well... Well, at the end, they think it's Kevin, but obviously... They think it's Kevin, because he finds that they tie him evidence together thinking it's him, but... Yeah, it's brilliant. Again, he, yeah, it, it really is, but again, like, he thinks... And it appears he is going crazy. He's... Remember the dogs? The guy who is hunting the dogs and tells him that the dogs are... What the, the fuck was it with the, the dogs? The, Where was that going? Other, that was not answered either. 2%. Well, no, that's the thing. It wasn't... It, and I, I think it was just... The dog part was just trying to tell you... Is Kevin crazy or not? Blacking out and not remembering. Try to hold, trying to hold the town together. Because remember, he's the sheriff of a town. And he, the, that's the irony. He's going crazy. The guy who's trying to hold everything together is starting to lose his mind. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I mean, we've, we've switched from Nora's story into Kevin's and that's really good because that's exactly what happens. They yeah. start to meet, they, they start to flirt. So Kevin's left his, uh, obviously divorced his wife now, who's joined the guilty remnant that Joey was talking about. So there's loads yeah. of shit going on. The kids are, uh, of, um, of Kevin and his wife. Uh, are really, really, uh, Jill, Jill Garvey, right? Kevin and Jill, they're, the bo- they're, yeah. they're both really troubled. Tom and um, what was her name? Laurie was the wife who was just... Sorry, yeah, Laurie was the wife. Jill was the daughter. That's Jill right. was the daughter. Jill yeah, was yeah, the daughter. Yeah. So Jill and Tom are, are fucked, basically, aren't they? They are... Tom. Because the parents weren't... They weren't exactly having a happy marriage anyway. And it turns out that Tom 
sorry, uh, Kevin was having an affair. Well, no, it was a one-off, wasn't it? He just met the woman that day. Yes. And yep. went to have sex with her, and she was part of the departed. She was part of the departed. So, she, so he had... He had um, he had an experience, so he was actually having sex with her when she disappeared, mm-hmm. right? Which is fucking freaky, big time. And Laurie they showed that had a baby, was pregnant, but hadn't t- was pregnant, but didn't tell Kevin. And uh-huh. while she was having a scan, the thing happened, and the baby disappeared from inside of her. So you have two of these people with very crazy occurrences happening in their lives, not telling each other about them either and that being the real reason why they split i think rather than the affair because nobody would have known about that one no, night one night yeah, yeah. Disappeared. the proof's gone the real thing that drove him apart was that she went and joined i think something happened to laurie didn't it after that after she lost well that she just went yeah boom. yeah she just literally it was weird because it, she just literally walks out of the house and walks so the guilty remnant in the town they're at they're in like houses together and she just goes and joins the guilty remnant and remember, they don't shield. They can't talk anymore, and he can't figure out why it's going on. And like you said, the kids are all messed up, and that's when somewhere around that time, Tommy actually goes to basically takes refuge with Holy Wayne. So, and that's where Holy Wayne comes into play. And Jill is just like, "What just happened to my family?" She's like, she's a high school student, you know, who is just a complete mess. You know, she's she's a mess, and. We can't forget Kevin's dad, who is a nutball too, um, and I can't remember his name. But oh my god, he's such a good actor! You know who he is? He's, he's from, fantastic. He's from Daredevil. And Kevin Garvey. That's yeah, what it is. and he's Scott Glenn. Fucking brilliant, Scott Glenn. He is so so good. I love it. Well, he's the, yeah, he's the former chief of police, and then yes. he, he committed to a mental health institute. But he really wasn't crazy. That's my take on no, it. He wasn't. He no, was, I don't think any he of them wasn't. were. No, I don't think any of them were either. It's just that was what their purpose, that's what had, they had to go through. But he played the part of a crazy person so well. He did. He did. I thought, and the, the way that, and remember, you know, all this stuff, if, if you have been one of, if you are one of the ones that's just listening and not going to watch it, the way the story, this story is panning out is not in the normal order. It's flashbacks. It's like mm-hmm. Lost again. They are using yeah. flashbacks. Oh, good certain, point there. Good certain, point. Epi- certain episodes are using, you know, are about a character and that character's story is being told and flashbacks are happening. Now, it's not normally just a focus on that one character, but you'll find someone's more prominent in one episode, just just a little bit more than usual. But it's not like Lost where it's a focus pure on this character, bang. It's about this character, bang. You know, there was episodes in Lost where it would be total Kate and what's happened in their life or... In, oh, yeah. You know, total, you know, whatever. Total it, Jack, it, total... Yeah, Sawyer, it just whatever. Focus it just, on that. Focus yeah. would be just on that. But in this one... The focus is on their story, what happened, but it's still entwined with everybody else because it's one town, one little town, whereas Lost was people coming from different parts of the world, so their stories are different with different cast members. But this one, they're all in the same town, so their stories entwine. So it was mm-hmm. beautifully – no one – everybody was still involved in the, in, the, in, the, in the show, even though it was a story. It was just interesting to see how everything got into one place. And, well, and that's the greatest part about it. Like yeah. They're just focusing on these characters, even though this departure happened – worldwide that's what that's another thing that makes the show so great they didn't have to step out 
of many different areas to go, well, let's focus on Europe or Africa or North America. It was these characters were the focus. For sure. For sure. Now, what else is there about Kevin? Because we've done Nora. So the Nora part, really, let's just go into the end of the Nora bit in terms of she meets. So her and Kevin are now an item. Uh, the end of the first season is is mm-hmm. key here because Liv Tyler is now fully fledged into the uh, Guilty Remnant. Let's just talk about Anne Dowd and Patty Levin because she is magnificent in this show. She's she really is. She's yeah, she's absolutely a... magnificent, Joey. So she's yeah. She's I hated her. That's how good she was. Oh, I hated her too. <laughs> so she's the she's the leader of the Guilty Remnant um, Mapleton chapter. Again, they're all over the world. Uh, and she just had this no-nonsense attitude and didn't give a fuck. Kevin would try to go visit Laurie, and she would shut that down. Um, what she said goes. Now, what ends up happening is she gets kidnapped by Kevin during one of his blackouts because this is what he would do. He would blackout and wake up and not remember what he would do. Madness. So – yeah, who was the guy within? Her... Who was the guy within? The guy who would that was the that was the guy who was killing the dogs. Yeah, what was his name? He didn't even have a name, did he? I'm no, sure. he did. Um, it'll come to me. I'll think about it in a second. But um, so Kevin kidnaps Patty, <laughs> and he wakes. He comes to his senses basically, and then he attempts to release her. But by when he's trying to release her, he cuts her throat. And, I, and it's funny. I'm laughing, but you have to see the scene. Because he doesn't mean to really do it. He just – he realizes like, what the hell am I doing? I'm the chief of police. I can't just kidnap people and keep putting them in the middle of the woods. But he ends up killing her and then she ends up No, haunting. no. She kills herself, right? Oh, that no, wait. Hold, yeah, she, yeah. She stabs yeah, herself in the throat suicide. and she says, I'm That's sorry. Right. You've got to yeah, do – I've got to do this. Yeah, because he wanted to save her even though he wanted to kill her. But then he comes to his senses – yeah, and tries she, to say where she kills herself, and then she just haunts his fucking psyche for two seasons. But it's so. like she knew that would happen, dude. That's, that was that's the exactly freaky thing right. about it. Like, why are you killing yourself, woman? Like, yep, I couldn't because... understand. Like, she was like, "This is meant to happen." I'm like, "What the fuck are you on about, woman?" What she what was are you just, on about? yeah, it was nuts. She was nuts, and she, she just wanted to haunt Kevin. She hated him. Um, he, but they, the again, of it, they don't, he they don't explain it. that why. Yeah, he did. He had a devil type of side to him. Um, oh yeah, and and that was what came out. And he and he was blaming her for the loss of his wife, and he yep. beat the shit out of her. And then she kills herself, and there's blood everywhere. He goes to Dean. Dean is the guy, by the way. Ah, um, uh, that's his name. Yeah, okay. and he's um he's he is also a very good actor, by the way. I thought he was Michael Gaston. He was, was very good. <laughs> yes, very he good. Played a crazy guy in the guy, and then he turns up a couple of times in other seasons and gets shot as well. It's so funny when his son kills him. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's like, oh, he's back, bang, ended over. Yeah, okay. and dead. Yeah, I-, I love it because yeah. it was so clean. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we're dragging this out here. No. You're back, bang, you're dead, yeah, off you go. That's it. Give yeah, it he was season one and then recurring season three, and that was really it, yeah. And um, I just thought they played that bit really well. So she's dead, but you think that's the end of her. No chance. She is haunting him throughout the whole season. And like season two and three, isn't she? And and that's what kind of leads to Kevin's mind, him thinking I'm gone mad. Yeah, and, and this you is, remember he that's why what's that, isn't that his first attempt on his life? So we so we can stop seeing her. Mm. That's what it was, and then he just and then he realized like, oh my god, like I I I can't die. Like he just he literally keeps coming back, and that's why. What was like the I first? Said, what was the first attempt at him uh, of him dying? 
I can't remember, but I know he, he, I, unfortunately I can't remember, which sucks. And, I'm, and it, it's not my memory. There's just so much going on in this freaking show. Um, but yeah, I think that's how he originally tries to get rid of her. It's because he no, just can't the, take the, Yes, more. the first time he dies. Okay, so it's in the second season. And he dies when he drinks poison. And who, the guy who gives him poison is, there's a new character. His neighbors in season, uh, in season two. Uh, so they moved to Texas. They moved to Texas. So what happens is, guys, let's just finish off season one, Joey. Nice to hear. Season one okay. at the end. Basically, everything gets set on fire in the Guilty Remnant in their area. People people start setting things. It goes a bit mental because they're causing so much strife, right, that everything goes wild. And Jill, Kevin's daughter, has gone because she's so fed up with her mom being a bitch, has gone to join the Guilty Remnant. So she's there. Mm-hmm. She puts her clothes on. She's sitting there. And all of a sudden, they're attacked. Fire's set up. Everything. She's going to die. Luckily, Kevin turns up. Jill, uh, sorry, um, Laurie finally opens a fucking gob in the show and says, Jill's in there. And so that's Mm -hmm. the end of her now in The Guilty Remnant, by the way. So he goes in. That's a great episode, by the way, when he goes in and saves her and the music playing. It's one of the best in that whole series, actually. He goes in, saves her, comes out. And that is the end, really, of of the, of the, we think, of The Guilty Remnant. But that is definitely the end of season one. And it puts everything to uh, a halt there. And also what happens is, at the end of that season, Tom, he's... Ba- okay, Holy Wayne is a bit of a dirty bastard. He's got loads of Asian chicks that he's fucking, and he wants the next Holy Wayne. He, that's what he tells yeah. them anyway. And yes. basically, he's having babies everywhere. If it's a girl, it's he basically discards them. Doesn't want anything to do with them. So... um or, or, or was that just was that that wasn't it? She was just not wanting the baby, did she? The ma- what, well, she, yeah, the she Melanie didn't want the baby. Or Tom helped her. Yeah, he asked him to. Tom stuck with. He the baby. asked Tom. Yeah, Tom stuck with the baby, basically. Yeah. So what he does is he leaves the baby on his dad's doorstep. So at the end of season one, you uh-huh. have a beautiful scene where Nora is leaving everything behind, leaving Kevin, and she drives over to his house to leave a note that she's leaving and she sees the baby in the, in on the porch and she picks the baby up and she's in love with it immediately or something comes over her. You can see again, I think this is something to do with how well she acts. The relief is on her face immediately as she picks that baby up. It's like, as if there is something in Holy Wayne in that baby taking (laughs) something away from her. I'm sorry. I have to do these things. I have to try and relate to something, but it was as if something was lifted. At the same time, Jill, who's had a very difficult relationship with her dad the whole season, and she's broke up with her friends because she's saying, my friend slept with the, my dad. Well, and, and you know what? They actually make it look like sh- they did have something going on. It was very awkward at times. You know? It was very awkward. Because obviously, and he probably did. He probably did in the, <laughs> in the disgusting dad the, 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 when he was... Sleeping, yes. She admitted it by the oh, way, okay. didn't she? But we don't know whether she was re- she was she meant it or said it as a joke. Um, her friend. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. It was a lovely scene where Jill and her dad, all blackened out with you know all the smoke and t- you know oh just ash all over them, and they're walking hand in hand together to their house, to their home, the residence, and there's Nora with a baby. Yeah, and it Lily. ends. Yeah, Lily, and the name of Lily, and that's where it ends. And basically, season two starts. So we're just setting season two up with them all now moving into or buying a house in Miracle, which 
basically it was the house was worth like three million and she's yeah. getting paid insurance. No, she's getting paid for her property because scientists want her property to study the departed. Yes. Apparently there's some major um, you know, stuff going on in her house or where she was. So she sold it for three million. She blows the whole three million on this house in Miracle. They move in, get now this place, do you want to tell the listeners about Miracle? Not in terms of in terms of how locked down it was, dude. And the story mm-hmm. behind Miracle in the show. So basically, they everybody in the world, or I'll just say, well, yeah, I'll say the world because it's a it's a big thing. They think it becomes a, a tourist destination because it's you have like fanatics camped outside, and you know there's strict procedures for all the residents. They think that this place is not susceptible to anything, you know, the, the departed. So that basically nothing can happen here. You can't get sick. You can't die. Nothing bad will happen. And it's obviously it, it goes back to that religious kind of fanatic thing. It's not really the case, as we see later on, because we talked about it earlier when um, uh, what's her face? Uh, keep Evie when Evie, excuse me, when she disappears. That's when it's the, I think it's the last episode in that season. But Prior to that, everybody thinks this is a place where you go to where, okay, we're going to be okay now. And that's just not the case, as we see. It's a belief. It's pure. Like we said, first season was all about. That's it. First season was, was all about how do they react to the departures, right? The second season was about rebuild for me. Mm-hmm. Total rebuild, belief. And Matt is the key character. In season two, um, he's, oh, he's, he's my, bit part. He's, yeah, he's bit part in season one, I reckon, but he's in every single show. Every he's one of the main characters in every single episode, but he's more. There's more focus in season two on him and his story because mm-hmm. he's he was the first one that moved there. So Nora's kind of followed her brother there, really, hasn't she? Because by the way, he is Nora's brother. <laughs> yes, we must, and he's a priest. <laughs> yeah, and he's a priest, but he's a great actor, by the way. He yeah. is a great. Oh, no, he is. I was a bit doubtful of his American. He was trying to be American to uh, a lot, but it wasn't working for me. Well, that is that is an American accent. When you told me he was British, I didn't even know that. So really, I, yeah, his 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 accent for you probably sounds dumb. For me, it's not dumb at all because I, I've been all over this my country, and it's a very common accent. He wasn't forcing that. Um, I thought he was really good. I didn't even know he was British to be until you said that. I had no clue. Yeah, he was. Um, he was in Shallow Grave. Jesus Christ! In nineteen ninety four, remember never, watching that? I don't oh have never my seen God. that. Yeah, born born in Salford, from uh, near, near near Nina. There you go. He's a bank. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Fortitude. Uh, it's an American, again a, t- a show here in the UK. He's been in. He's been in quite a lot. Um, GI Joe, Rise of the Crow, Cobra. Oh, sh- that's what he's he in. GI Joe. Heroes that's probably the in 2007. Okay. So he didn't was, watch that. He was Doctor Who. I don't watch that either. Yeah, but what I'm saying is these are the, the, the big, yeah, show, big shows. Big, big shows. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a name. Yeah. They got a name in it, and um, so if you like Christopher Eccleston, who the actor is, Christ- again a very very good performance from him in this in this in this show. You have to say, you know, the third best performing actor. I would say I would I would probably put Nora and um, Kevin, so Justin Theroux and Carrie Coon as number one, Me too. because I think Justin in this. 
you can really see pain on someone's face. If you, you know, it, he put this show across. We didn't talk about his performance as much when we were just talking about what was his story arc was, but he really mm-hmm. put across pain. His facial expression, rarely he smiled in this show, rarely. The the full three seasons, he is really putting across a character that is on the verge of tears all the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so brilliantly done. He is constantly fighting himself, constantly in a battle. He he has no clue what the fuck is going on. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, just... No, it he does. It's so hard to watch him. Honestly, like not hard as in hard to watch that what I try to do, Joey, is put myself in a person's shoes. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to watch because if you were him, you would be like, I just wanna I wanna end myself, man. I can't Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, can't live this life. You're right. The whole a lot of big part of the season two is basically his plight of him and his wife Mary. Um he he claims that he woke up in miracle. Oh, sorry, I was talking about Justin then. Uh, in terms of oh, the, Justin, uh, that, Justin's his facial oh, expressions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was just oh, saying. A, I went yeah, back and a, just said. He, yeah, he's very miserable. Yeah, he's miserable the whole show. That's what I was saying. His acting, sorry, that's what his number one. But Christopher Eccleston, going to him, he was more. I found him him to be not miserable. I found him to be the believe the the guy who's trying to make people believe all the time. Even with in season one, he was the guy who would want to go to the guilty remnant. People who were going away from him. He was going towards them. He, was he like, wanted to learn about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found his character to be the one who was very positive, very always wanting to do the right thing, move forward. Whereas everybody else was kind of like, fuck off. Let me do my thing. He was like, no, let's do the right thing. Let's let's get everybody together. Let's move things forward. And I found that as a his he had something around him that was always doing something right. He was trying to save his church, you know, his he was always trying to do something that was he had his battles of his own, didn't he? In season one. Oh god, yeah. Remember Absolutely. that? When he lost yeah. that and they bought it. <laughs> they took yeah. it. They took so he had his own battles with the remnant. But in season two, he had a fresh start. Again, he had his battles where people didn't believe him, and his and you just touched on what happened with his wife. Go on. Yeah, she. I mean, he he claims that his wife woke up in in miracle, during which they had sex, and then she fell back into her semi comatose state. So did she? Was she, she part gets, of the departed? That's what I didn't remember. Was no, she, no, she, was she just, wasn't. She just it, she just went into a comatose state for reasons unknown. But do you remember when? He she got pregnant and the doctor accused him of raping his unconscious wife. Yeah, he goes, and, no, she woke up for like you know when the yeah. when the you know when the when he, you know this is why it's freaky. Okay, this is one of the freaky things. She woke up when he tried to kill himself. Yeah, I know. So well, this other, is you know, where I weird... say, Joey, what the fuck? Because they didn't even answer this. It's still not, it's no. unanswered. Like, well, there's another thing too. She's she's awake on screen only when he's around. So we don't actually know what's going on with them. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't he anything could have been going on. The one episode, no, the one episode they showed he doesn't touch her in that way. The whole no, episode he, all no, he does no. is pick her up, put her down, put the food and he says, "I'm trying to copy the same day that you woke up to see if it happens again, but it's not happening." The poor chap was trying to relive that day where she mm-hmm. woke up, they had sex and then after two hours, she went back to sleep again and didn't wake yeah. up again. And she's pregnant. So there's this coma person in a coma who is pregnant. Oh, my God. It's freaky. And so that was another battle that he had, right? People judging him. 
Yeah, and this is this is a man who believes in God, and he's trying to push that and push that and push his you know his Christian beliefs on people, and nobody really takes him serious. So, no. and and there's again there's a lot. You, you meet them. I mean, this is where the Murphys come um, into play. It, it, it's remember the change in character from Mister Murphy because um, I can't remember his name, played by Kevin Carroll. He's like a hustler, badass. John Murphy like, and uh, John, Erica yes. Murphy. Erica Murphy. Sorry, Regina. Regina King did have a good role. She did. In, in in season two, she had a great role, but that was basically it. But um, John plays a huge part in two and three. But mm-hmm. remember, he like he kills Kevin. Yeah, he does. Like, shoots him. He, shoot, he shoots him, and then he's he kind of like. But he, like the, he, but he doesn't believe anything because why would you? He is one that, of the. That, he's the only person in town that's the non-fucking believer. He even yeah. beats his mate up, who's like a fortune teller. Yeah, he beats. And he shit tells out. him something bad's ends happening. Up, yeah, and then he ends up taking that job with Laurie at the end in season three. But but in season three, he takes a job with Laurie, but it's it's just to help people, isn't it? Yeah, because they won't do anything with the people money, who disappear. But they also, refuse to. Not only that, the money he fucking he shreds every single dollar. He does, which shows the does. truth. He turns it around. But what the point was here? What I was trying to make is when I say season two was about belief, season two was also about myth and the mythical and the magical and and the supernatural. They really mm-hmm. pushed it in that season. First season, it was more about their mindset and where they're going mad but the second season and Miracle really uh, Damon and his writers really pushed into the the lost type of feel where is this real or is this what's real and what's not so you have things happening where the water's gone out of the lake he's tried to die and been saved he's still going mental at night and and walking away where Nora in the end has to basically um handcuff him to to her so that he doesn't go anywhere. Um, and then you have their, uh, the Murphy's granddad, who's also a kind of mythical weirdo character who knows everything. The, the, the Murphy's son, Michael, is it Michael? Yes. Yeah. Who's yeah. also got some kind of, he feels like he's got some kind of power because he can feel things. He definitely people. does. And yeah. then you have... And he likes the grandfather. He's really good friends with him, whereas the parents don't want to do anything to do with him. because he did something with John. Uh, I can't That's remember right. the exact story, but he, it wasn't very nice. And um, John tries to kill his dad, isn't it? And he ends up, they end up going, uh, yeah, 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 he ends yeah. up going to jail for it and coming back. And that's yes. why John Murphy's an ex-convict. Yeah. Uh, so you have an ex-convict and you have an ex-cop living next to each other, which is another one of the great parts of the mm-hmm. uh, season two. But then, like, like I say, the magical bit, then you have John's one of John's uh, friends from childhood, who's a fortune teller now after the departed stuff happens. He doesn't believe him. But again, he, that guy tells John something major is going to happen in your life really soon. So be be careful what happens. His daughter, Evie, disappears. He still doesn't believe. He still doesn't believe. He actually thinks that he's got something to do with it, beats him up. Um, and, um, and, and that's what I'm just trying to get across. Season 2 had that real, real supernatural and, and, and brilliantly mysterious feel, which... I think that's why a lot of people say season two was the best. Yeah, a lot of people, and I, I would, I would have said the same thing that it was the best, if not for season three's finale. 
which I know sounds crazy. How could one episode make you change your mind? But I think it did for me. Three, there were two or three episodes in season three that really got yeah. me, and um, I thought were fantastic. But I like the I like I was telling you about Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines is like a secluded um, town, you know, in the future. But this is um, miracle is a place where they've actually just shut themselves off from the world and people are camping outside. And, and, and you know, someone like, you have to have a band. And they show how good um, Matt is, Christopher Eccleston, that he gives his own wristband away to a kid, you know, and, and goes and repents, you know, outside and is naked inside these, in, you know, like, it, it's torture. It's like a big party. Yeah, it's like a big party. But he's like, torturing himself. Of- yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And it's like crazy. And, and in the end, Liv Tyler, let's just finish season two quickly, um, dude. Liv Tyler turns up. She's yep. raped Tom. So she's raped. Yeah, it's fucking... awful. Mate, what the fuck was that about? She never answers this question. Why did you rape me? No. She no, rapes she Kevin's kid. And then yeah, it's almost sets weird. him on fire. And he's pretty yes. much begging her, don't kill me. And she's like, no. And then she basically just says, tell your mom. You know that I said hello because her mom's obviously left the guilty remnant now. Yep, and that's uh, why she. That's why she did it. I think. Yeah, and the side thing is that Tom and his mom are trying to uh, do the Holy Rain thing. It's not quite working. Tom's getting frustrated. Her, his mom's trying to get a book out about all the guilty remnant stuff. No one publishes it. She goes wild and starts attacking fucking publishers. So that's out the window too. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, we we don't want to make this a four hour pod, but no. when you guys watch this, you'll understand. Yeah, that I, there's there's reasons why we skip things because it's literally there's this probably a, a scene in every episode where you question, hmm, well, why was that? And then you could have a conversation about it. So exactly, and then moving on, then so end of season two, Liv Tyler's got Evie. She's basically they've taken over the bridge, which basically is the only way in and out of Miracle. Yeah. And um, and basically they threatened to bomb it. <laughs> they threatened to bomb it, and in the end, it's actually season. It's actually the start of season three when the when, when the bomb when when the government bombs. Is it is that the end of season? No, that's the end of season two, isn't it? No, no. When the when the government bombs them, yeah, that's season three because that's we don't start. know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what. Yeah, happens. and that's why you yeah you see Evie walk out of like a, looks like an observatory and. She looks up into the sun, and then you see a missile coming down, and then the scene cuts to something else. So it implies that they were completely, and I think they do mention it, that they were the guilty remnant was basically wiped out and killed by the government because they were causing so much trouble. Yeah, and they, they you know, <laughs> the funniest thing is that in in season three, you know how that was a park where they they have tours. People yes. were then touring around looking at the fucking I, crater I, that was I, created. It was, it was awful. Yeah. Like, what the fuck so, is this? Yeah. They, they, like, made like, it, they made it into a fucking landmark? Like a public, yeah, landmark. Yeah, what yeah, the it's fuck? Awful. Oh, a bomb dropped here accidentally. Oh, it wasn't, yeah. it was just an accident. It was a natural disaster. So many, so many people were killed. Yeah, people were killed just naturally. There was no bomb thrown. So it was really freaky that because they took over this town miracle and at the end of season two it is really mad isn't it because obviously kevin dies now Mm. what i want you to talk about where he goes because season two is the first time where we find out that kevin has died and uh he kind of visits places (laughs) so he's like it's like parallel universes is is what it is what is basically i took it as heaven 
Oh. It could it could have been that. It could have been purgatory. It yeah, could have yeah, been hell. That, because it's kind of like that chain. Yeah. You know why purgatory comes to mind? Again, because of Lost Link. Exactly. He, he sees to have that link with his shows, you know? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that, 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 he does. That so he, I, I kind of feel like they're saying you're in purgatory now. And also, why would why would his granddad meet him there? John's granddad meet them there? Meet him there? Yeah. Because it's got to be right. somewhere, right? It can't just be a dream. Yes. No, I don't think it's a dream. I think he really did. That did happen with him. And I know we'll get with well, we'll get to season three and what really happened with Nora and that. But um, yeah, I absolutely think that there's things. That's what he was doing. He was. It wasn't time travel. It was just he was going through purgatory, and his purgatory was insane. But, again, it's difficult to get through in words unless you've watched it, or it's really not going to make any sense whatsoever. He set a task. He has to complete the task, so he's going to kill the president. The president, in this case, is... (laughs) Is uh, him. No, 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 no. The first time, uh, it's it's, it's Patty... It's yeah, it is Patty, and no, remember, and then the second time, Patty is the vice president, right? Yeah, the, that's the that's the last one. That's the last yes. one. So the first time, <laughs> the first time, Patty's a president, but she's a hoax, and really, he has to kill a child. That's crazy. Yes. It is. It's, it's hard to watch. So hard to watch. And then, obviously, when they go down into the bottom, I think they were clever to bring Patty back. Into mm-hmm. the bottom of the well because it would have been hard to see him drown a child, you know. Um, that would have just been too hard to do. But I think they were clever in doing it that way. So um, in the end, let's just should we move on straight to season three here? Because I mean, uh, yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah. What, basically, there's all these weird things happening. He's come back. He's mates with John, and the whole town is in disarray. Right? Oh, it's big just, time! Yeah, he. I mean, it's and th- this is where they start jumping around in time as well. Um, like even more, because you see scenes when Laura, when Laura, when Nora's older, and that's towards the end. But I don't want to skip that far. But yeah, so season three takes place in Australia. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. And why though? A lot. Why? Why in season? Why is it in? Why? Why is it in Australia? Why are they going there? Um, because you know of uh, because of the the she is invited. To do this, go and see her kids. Someone, yes, by, scientists. By the yeah, the physicists the, the are saying. Two, yeah, the physicists are saying to her. Oh, by the way, you, you you can still you can see your kids because obviously they've they've now got a hold of her. They've got her house and all this, yes. and and now they've said. Oh, by the way, you can go see your kids, and um, we'll get you there. We'll put you in this machine, and uh, we've sent loads of people to the other side. And she's like, what? And obviously, she's having trouble with Kevin at this time as well. He's going through real maniac stuff she's yeah, not sure she's not accepting it anymore no she's not sure that that's her future so she's like you know what i'm just gonna give it a go um she kind of doesn't tell him that until she gets there i think <laughs> and, then, then... and they go on the plane together remember when they walk through the um airport security and everything it's like she's like i don't even want you around anymore so yeah and then he fucks her inside the like where they got checked in the bathroom yeah, yeah. it's like what the fuck man what's going on oh it's crazy such a dysfunctional relationship so dysfunctional they were fucked up man like literally literally yes. that scene was fucked up as well and in the end um he's he's really going crazy because he sees evie on a screen yeah and in the end laurie has to get through to him doesn't she it's that, not her. It's not yeah. her. And that was brilliant. That was that was really good. Remember when he had her in like the office? I know. And then and he wouldn't finally 
Yeah, he wouldn't let her go, and finally he's talking to her, and then he actually sees her for who she is, and it's clearly not Evie. But Laurie pops in out of basically the blue, because um, we don't really know what happened to her. And it's basically, you know, why, you know, it's weird. Like, why did he call Laurie? You know, like, it's just so strange. Because uh, psychologically, he knows she's a psych- she's psychologist. The that's best part, person, that, you know, yeah. the, the person to call is your wife, ex-wife. That's a psychologist. So she's going to put him, she's going to tell him straight if he's going fucking nuts. And he was. But then that also puts doubts in our minds. Is everything he's been doing all a figment of his imagination? Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. I don't. I don't believe it was. No, but, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It's just another doubt, though. It's a great bit of writing, you know, to put doubt in your mind. So, yeah. in the end, what happened? Season three, um, they kind of basically because uh, we we haven't mentioned Matt going a bit mental in season three, thinking that um, <laughs> Kevin oh, is Kevin is Jesus. <laughs> Yes, he thinks Kevin's Jesus and literally writes his own Bible explaining why <laughs> Kevin is Jesus and doesn't really t- – it's just – it's the crazy – it's the dumbest thing. Like Kevin's he, he, dad is pissed off that he wasn't mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> I know. He was mad. I remember when they were on the boat heading over and oh he thinks my. he's God and the guy tells him he's God. Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk he, to you about that. And he chases him down. That's the fucked up scene in the I world. I wanted to talk to you about that. That was one of this, the best episodes in terms yeah. of belief. He yes. didn't believe he was God, but in the end, he made him think he was God. That's right. Yeah. You know, he made him he think did. he was God and he kneeled down and let him go. And, and what did you think of him dying with the lion at the end? God, by the way. Um, I'm trying, that was, it was, it was sort of like, you could tell all on their faces. That it was just like, all right, like he was literally mauled by a lion. I know, but you and, know how I. And then it. nobody really, like maybe there's not a god. Is that the way they took it? No, and this I is... took it as he was the savior. He saved them from dying with this lion. So while the lion was eating them, they shot that lion, didn't they? They did. So they gave them that extra few minutes while he was basically God was dying. Okay. To that, yeah, I can see it, that. You know, he gave himself up to that he lion because he jumped over the barricade to go towards the lion. And I thought, yeah, that's someone giving themselves up being the hero here. And mm-hmm. that was the kind of message it gave me, the belief aspect. Now, obviously, none of them believed it still. And it, but I took something else out of that scene. And surely that's the beauty of a TV show when you can take something else out of it. Yeah. But that's where it was leading my mind. You know, the whole, maybe he is, maybe something is going on here. It's crazy. He survived his own tragedy, tragedy, you know, because yeah. the st- backstory was he felt it was um, a mountain accident, but he was totally fine when they turned up. To- <laughs> He's supposed to have broken every bone in his body, but he's just standing there. All right. He's just standing there. He's perfectly fine. So yeah, again, there was backstory. some credibility to it, um, but. Yeah, I just thought we should focus on that. Um, anyway, so 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 what's going on here is uh, Matt Chris Bexton has got Laurie, John Murphy, and um, who is the was it just three of them? No, and Michael. All four Laurie, John, them. Michael, yeah, and Michael, and they're all got a chartered plane over. Uh, not a chartered plane. They're they're part of the. Um, oh God. What the, was the marine boat. The, um, oh, marine it was National the ref- it was the it was the planes that are going across with all the food, you know, like the charitable stuff. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they were part uh, yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're part so yeah. they sneaked in onto that because he's got links and he's got he's he's a he's a priest. So he's able to get some um seats on that plane. They're all they're arguing the whole way there. So they're on their way to Australia to meet up with them guys. Whilst Nora's there though, she's going to see the scientist, isn't she? She is. And that's those, her one mission. That's all she wants to do. Those guys are fucked up. You know why? They, yeah, they're crazy. This is where they are testing her, purely testing her. And um, there's a scene before it where a guy sets himself on fire because he got his question wrong about a baby. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. I do. But they said, oh, they're after me. They're going to kill me. He was saying something like that. They're after me. They're going to mm-hmm. kill me. And I got this wrong. But I think he had his own problems. And that was his out. And he got the question wrong. And he couldn't go to the departed people. So he killed and, himself. And she did too. Remember, she before she ends up basically forcing her way on, they don't like her answers. Or no, that's no, yeah, she got it wrong so, as well. But what yeah, I they imply. To, what I wanted to get onto you was, you know, the soundtracks of this show. Yeah. The ones that hit me the most. Season two, there was one by um, Lo Fang. You know, you're the one that I want. Yes. That hit me hard because he was just like, they were having a dysfunctional relationship, weren't they? Mm-hmm. But it was a slow version of, obviously, the Grease song. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then... And then in season two, also, Paddy's singing, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never um, gonna... Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> and they play it, and it's brilliant. Like, the music, the music. The biggest one for me, and one of my favorite tracks of all time, season Rick three. Astley. No, 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 not that one. Season three, Take take On Me from Aha. Yeah, yeah. And when they use it, and the whole point of that song is, as she's walking in, they're playing it on the piano. What is that song saying? I'll be gone in a day yep. or two. Mm-hmm. It's fucking morbid, man. Like, you know, they, oh, it, they're playing with their head. Yeah, they really are playing with their head. And it just sets up, and that song, by the way, is just beautiful because they play it a few times and in the, in the rest of the episode, it really brings home, you know, I'll be gone. And like, it just, she wants to be fucking gone. And they're setting the listener up, or, or the watch of viewer up too. You know, they're making you think this is absolutely what's happening. Yeah. And so if we skip all the in-between, what happens in between now? Because all of it is just mumbled up and their own fighting, their own beliefs. And Laurie just not on board with them. Basically, what happens is Kevin Senior, his dad, who's in Australia. And there's an episode with where they're using Aborigines and music is brilliant. And oh, my God. Yeah, what a great episode. You've got to watch it. And I just, by the way, this is probably, I don't know why it's more fresh to me. It's probably because I just watched it all. Probably, yeah. I, I, the season one and two, it's hard to go back to, so I'm trying to remember it all in my head. But season three, this bit now, if we go to the end, really, is they want Kevin to die. They do. Go into that other uh, realm, and, and there's a lady there that wants to see her kids or ask the kids why they didn't have shoes and stuff like that. And uh, that's a whole other story. You know what? We can't... We're just, she's killing the wrong Kevin. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's not. He so has an evil twin. Up. So <laughs> fucked up, like it is. Oh my god! And she's killing the wrong Kevin, and she finds the right one in the end. They send Ke- Kevin dies again, drowns himself, and now he's got an evil twin in the mm-hmm. in. I'm want to call it purgatory. Yeah, I, I would. I would say the same thing. Yeah, I think that is. I, without getting too much into it, I, I believe it's the same thing. So, in the, in the end, I just think um, how how should we how should we talk about the ending here because. So uh, this is how I would kind of put it. I, I think this whole show is about – it's basically your nature of belief, disbelief, knowing, and reality. 
It's mm. the leftovers tries to so like, people always think there's something more than what there is. But what if there's not? What if like you know we? It's hard to admit to ourselves. Like, is this it? Is there more? Do you know what I mean? Like, do we do we honestly see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We, do we honestly know? seek truth. That's the thing. Like, but do we honestly do that? That's what they're trying to get across. Do we seek the truth in our lives, or do we get caught up in things like religion, or things in life that don't matter? Like, you know, where like, where do your biases lie? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's almost like it's again. It's hard to get across without. It's just again. It's how. It's how we're uncomfortable with without not knowing certain things. Again, I keep going back to Christianity. Like you believe it or you don't, but is it is it that important to you that you have to know how we got here? Yeah, I think you know, like sometimes uh, you know what it told me, Joey. Season three told me. So we said season one was grief. Yeah, season yes. two was belief. Season three was purpose. What are you yeah. here for? What are you exactly. supposed to be doing? So his, in the end, Kevin was well on board with dying and coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Nora yeah. felt her belief, and this is going into the finale now, so we might as well go straight to the finale, is to go back to the departed. Is, yes. Sorry, to go and see her kids. So That's what she says she's doing. Set yeah. this up for me. We, at the end of, season, at the, end of um, the, the, the penultimate episode, we see Laurie also... Um, Basically, Nora scuba says diving. Yeah, Nora says something to her about dying gracefully, and she goes, yeah. "What do you mean gracefully?" She goes, "Scuba diving is dying gracefully, going underwater and and getting rid of all your oxygen and nobody knowing and making it look like a malfunction. That's dying gracefully, and that affects Laurie. She's a psychologist. She gets yeah, fucking affected, and she Big is time. ready to die until." And, t- and you think she's died, and I was dead. I was so upset. I was like, please don't be dead. I was too. Please yeah, I was annoyed. Dead. And then her kids call her. And then her kids call her, and they have, and they show her. And obviously, these two aren't in the season much at all, which is a shame because nope. they were great, I thought, both of them. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, they have great banter with each other. They're not really, they're, they're, they're stepbrother and sister, aren't they? And they just have great banter. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously, that's what's changed her mind. And she actually just goes super good, scuba diving, comes back home. But um, that was scary. But really, it's about Nora taking the step yes. into this machine that's going to take her into this other realm where the departed have gone, what we're told to believe. Now, season the, the season finale is 20, 20 years ahead? I think it is a, a 20 or so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah a couple of decades. Like, actually, I think it's like yeah, 15 to 20, yeah. Yeah, basically. a couple of decades, because they've all aged. Nora's, you clearly see that, yeah. yeah. Nora's still in Australia. So you're mm-hmm. like, well, what the fuck happened here? Kevin's back in Australia looking for her. <laughs> Finds her. But I think it's best to talk about the, fa- the last, what you know, the conversation, Joey. What happened yep. at the end. What does she say to him? And, and basically, what did you take from that? Because she kind of says, I'll tell you what she says. She says that she's gone back. She went through with it because he's doubting her. Like, she didn't go yes. through with it. And he, she says, I've gone through with it. I went through. I went to the other side. I was in Australia because it's just a parallel universe or parallel, yes. you know, whatever it is. And I'm here and nothing's there because everyone's gone. So The 2% are over there and every, the 98 was where the whole rest of the story took place. Yeah. So she goes, I took a boat and it took me years to find them. 
to get back to America and get back to Mapletown. And then when she got there, she sees her kids. But obviously, the whole family went. Three of them went, the father and two kids. So they've got another mom now. And she saw them so happy in this new life. It's just carrying on. Life's just carrying on with just that many people with the 2%. Yep. So they're building a new world or, or, or yeah. almost. It's like DC. It's like Flash. World 2. It is. World 3. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, that's uh, exactly right. <laughs> great, I was thinking like. And um, so she decides to find, because the, the scientist told her that um, they sent the maker of the machine into this other realm. So she mm-hmm. decides to go find that maker uh, of this, the, the scientist, and he ma- makes her make another machine to send her back. And she tells Kevin it's taken her that long to come back to Australia, to the normal, you know, back to where she was, that she didn't think there was any point to come and find her because she thought she'd moved on. He'd moved on. And she goes, yeah, do you believe me? And what was his reaction? <laughs> he said, yeah. And she was shocked. Yeah, she did. It was almost like she, because remember, remember the, the 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 fake nun who she met up with, and she ended up saying, you know, do you know a man named Kevin? And she was mm. like, no. But see that what we what they don't what they don't tell you until they say it at the end is he has been coming back to Australia for like the last fifteen years from Texas on vacation looking for her. Yeah, and that's the thing. It. it she tells them that story that Gax just said. Basically, I want to, uh, you know, you basically just laid that all out there. And he, his answer to her after all this time and that ridiculous story. Now, it could be real. It, I, I personally don't think that it's real. Um, it could be. But the whole point of it is just that there they are again, the two of them. This is what life is. It's painful. And we have to move on. You know, like, and even if you do believe that she did go through with that experiment, she went over there and you bought her story that her kids and her husband were with a, you know, he was married and they seemed happy and then she didn't deem it, you know, fine enough or up to her standards to break up that marriage like hers was, even though it would be different circumstances. She just essentially, you know, goes back and. I think she lied. I think she lied. I, I, I'll tell you why. I think that it wasn't exactly perfect, was it? The, the, the no, and you could Kevin, and no, um, they, they, you could see in her face that it was probably a lie too. Yeah, the way she's telling the story. Exactly, it was a lie. She just wanted to restart. She wanted to be alone. She has to yep. get over that grief. That was that was the twenty years that she got over it. You know. She it took got, her that long. It took yeah. her that long. It take it takes time, man. No, Joey, we, no one gets over it. We know this. It yes, it, it took that long that to is. accept it and move and just live her life. You live your life, that's, right? That's that's what she wanted to do. And then when when she, it was basically. I mean, she did, she didn't still didn't want him to find her. No, remember she was trying to run out of the house when he knocked on the door, and then she just accepted it because. He bought her story because it didn't, like I said, it didn't matter to him. What mattered to him is that they were together. And it's acceptance. And that's the final, and the final episode is all about acceptance of your situation. She accepted, that's it, I'm staying here. But the only thing he didn't do is accept until that very moment when she told him that story. The whole thing about their relationship was to be at ease. And I think that was the only time in the whole season where they had acceptance of where they were 
what they were doing and have no other issues going on in their head. Yep. That was the one moment and it was the last moment. How brilliant, what a brilliant way for me, I thought, to end that show. Yeah, it, it was, I thought it was the perfect ending to a show. Yeah. Because it, unlike Lost, where you were kind of looking around and going, man, I, I, I really wanted answers to certain things. This show, even though not everything was answered, I'd not once said to myself, well, I wonder about this, I wonder about that. It was the perfect dialogue and the perfect ending between the two characters that meant the most in that series. Yeah, and I think that's probably the best place to end talking yes. about leftovers. And um, I would say one of the best things I've seen on TV in a long, long time. So please do go watch it. Would you agree, Joey? Oh, no, not even without a doubt. I agree. I think it was that good. And like I said, the acting in it, great, um, Norris acting is just—it's phenomenal. Music, acting, great s- setting, uh, special effects at times, direction, action writing, everything's in it. Go and watch it. Before we go, any plugs, Joey? Any plugs? I know I do a lot of stuff now. Legends Pod. So I forget. I did a Legends Pod with Harinda and Joe Simpson on Jamie Carragher. I'm also doing one Sunday, uh, Fernando Torres. And actually, in a few hours, we'll be doing the USA Pod. So that's it for me. Okay, fantastic. Make sure you watch this show. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, we had to rush through loads of it because it's too much to talk about. Um, please do give us some feedback on at on the box podcast or Joe underscore Connors 81 or at Gags Tandon. Just keep listening on the box. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.